previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So Roxy, this is completely not about me, but my dad worked at Sikorsky for for 35 years. No way. You're from Stratford. You know exactly where that is. I do. I do. I have an uncle who works there, and I don't know if you ever heard of Remington Arms, but my grandfather worked there. My mom and dad met there. Crazy. So does that count like three or four connections? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we're up to like four or five here. And coincidentally, that's how many listeners are still listening to this. Exactly. Sure, sure. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hi, Roxy. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Littles. That's all we got for you. (laughs) Now, don't get too excited, Sully and Boston. There is a chance we might have a tiny Chuck sighting a little bit, but for now, you're safe to continue listening. And we want to welcome you to another episode of the Loyal Littles Podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun. We have a great guest, as always. But Roxy, real quick, we, we had some really depressing news the last couple of days come over the wires. Now, a lot of the littles know that we're huge TV watchers and yep. we haven't done any of this. Mm-hmm. Now, for the record, we still, I haven't. Have you finished, what's that Star Wars show that we started watching? That <laughs> The Mandalorian? Yeah, that Chuck spoiled. With not Baby Yoda? That, that didn't spoil it for us. And Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even finished that yet. Um, but we, this is around the time... The seasons are coming to an end. They go on hiatus for the summer. But sadly, the networks also announce who's being renewed and who's being canceled. Yeah. And a lot of... I'm pretty bummed out. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that we really adored. Now, the biggest one, of course, for us, and this is obviously a Homer pick type situation, but our good friend Josh Segarra's show, The Moody's, got canceled. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was kind of... Maybe it was a Homer thing. I don't know. I I was starting to enjoy it. I really was. It was... I thought like it was finding its own and I thought it was gonna be good but anyway some of the other ones American Housewife we watched all the time I'm not and- so sad about it because I do think it's had a it's had a good run mm-hmm. um isn't that what TK always says yeah. Dr. Tony Mr. Tony Hoff um, Hoff yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it but I mean it's it's it, a cute show I enjoyed it they've, they've already gotten to the part where they replace a character but right. but don't think you're gonna notice right <laughs> I mean this one did actually this I one I think they said well, they made what some they did, reference right, so, about how different she was yeah so yeah. the littlest girl she was like five and a cat five, mm-hmm. and a cat five and the actress got something bigger and better so she just left the show I think she was more like Eight or nine. All right, eight or nine, whatever. And so they got, actually, one of our other favorite, we didn't do our homework here, another good actress from Life in Pieces, which mm-hmm. got canceled, which that was a sin. Mm-hmm. That was like two that years ago. But they got the little girl that we loved from Life in Pieces to take over. And the first episode, I mean, we all know this is not the, the same person. They don't even look near the same. Right. And so the mom looks right at the camera and looks right at the TV at you and goes, don't they just grow up so quick? You know, <laughs> it was like, it was kind of funny and it was yeah. subtle, but yet it was like, okay, at least you're acknowledging yeah. the fact that you're trying, cause this happens all the time in other uh, TV yeah. shows. Yeah. So the other ones now rebel, we gave that I watched a part of an episode. I knew I wasn't going to care for it. I felt bad because I really like her. She's great, but yeah. I, yeah, I just, I had a feeling. Yeah. But All Rise and then the biggest one, Unicorn. The I'm Unicorn. devastated. Yeah. We really like that show. Anyway. Yeah. But a lot of the good ones got renewed. A Million Little Things. I like it because it has the mm-hmm. word little in it. Mm-hmm. And Home Ec. 
United States of Al. I don't understand how that got renewed, but you like it. It's Fair a cute enough. show. It's, I, I it's a cute show. It's not the greatest show out there, but it's cute. And then the biggest ones was Be Positive, which mm-hmm. we all like. Yep. I believe that was Mary Faye's one of her favorites, I believe. I think. I think so. she asked if we were at, if we were watching mm-hmm. that. That got renewed, and then Roxy's "Call Me Cat" got renewed. Oh. So she'll get to see more kitties. Yes. On the Fox Network. Cheyenne Jackson's pretty great to look at too. Okay. All right. But well, I mean, I don't that. want to objectify, but right. I mean, well, hey. him and the cats, great. Yeah, him and the cats. Great. All right. <laughs> so, and then two nights ago, we watched the finale, which that came up. That came out of nowhere. Talk about sneaking up on you. The finale of Last Man Standing. Now that's a show we both you we really enjoyed it over Love the Love it. Yeah, really liked that show. And that's another one that went through a couple recasting things mm-hmm. where one of the daughters just was somebody else. And this mm-hmm. was like so different. She went from like being a five foot ten brunette to like a six foot two blonde. Right. I mean it was freaking <laughs> hilarious. And but you just accept it and you move on. Yeah. And if you like the show, you just keep watching. Yeah. I gotta and, be honest though, with that finale, it was not usually I cry a lot. Or during, something. During finale episodes, series finale episodes. But this one, I don't know. It didn't pull there at my heartstrings like I was expecting it to. Me too. I can't say I'm disappointed in that, but I think there was a small part of me that was a little bummed that I wasn't sitting on the couch bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Now, a big special, for those of you that don't know, a big special treat of the show was, I think it was the last three seasons, Jay Leno joined the cast. Yeah. So that was a nice treat. That was pretty fun. He was an add-on. He's obviously very funny. Mm-hmm. And that was always a nice thing. I mean, it was a good cast in general, mm-hmm. but yeah, the finale, I was so, it just wasn't like, uh, they did this big metaphoric thing with a truck yeah. that he had been refurbishing and they just kept relating it to the family and the history and the, the mm-hmm. memories. And I, it just didn't do it for me. I was sad because I, I was expecting this big send I cried watching the series finale of Superstore. Yeah, right. Like how wrong is that? Exactly. <laughs> And this just didn't do that. No. It's a shame. No. But anyway, I mean, it was a good run. They actually got canceled at one point. And yep, then, and then Fox, Fox picked, picked it up. up. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. always, I like that when that happens. When you like a show mm. and then there's enough people, my, obviously the biggest story for me for that would be Family Guy. I mean, I remember the day when that got canceled mm-hmm. back in like 2003. And then it went at, it had nothing for two years, but the DVDs came out right around that time. Yep. And it was the highest selling DVD ever. And they, and they like, realized, they like, oh, oh shit. crap, maybe we made a, maybe we made a mistake here and it's been on ever since. So that's great. One quick thing I need to get into because this came up and it was hilarious. I'm a big Goldbergs fan. Now you're kind of thinking it outdated yourself, right? You, you're kind of over it, but that was renewed as well. I, I like the show. I still enjoy the show, but it's gone on a long time. It's nine seasons. It's about mm-hmm. to hit nine seasons. And I mean, uh, good for them. I think that's great. And of course, very sad. This just recently, they lost George Segal, the fa- the grandfather of the show. So that was really sad. But they're coming back now. This just made me laugh for some reason. But last night there was this huge discussion about cheeseburgers, and the one guy liked cold cheese on just a, a slice of cheese after the burger comes off the grill, and then you put it on the bun. And you were like, "What's happening here? That's that's not how you have a cheeseburger." And then the other thing, obviously, you just melt the cheese on the grill mm-hmm. until it gets really melted on the burger, and then you take it off and put it on the bun. So, Roxy, where are you? You're with that, right? If I were to eat cheeseburgers, I would go with that. But I'm not a cheeseburger person oh. for some reason. Yeah, Wait, I know. You don't it, like cheeseburgers? It's weird, right? It's probably one of my weirdest things about me. Wow, because yeah. you like cheese, right? I love cheese. All right, that is weird. <laughs> Sorry, Littles. I did not see that coming. I, I don't know the co-host as well as I should probably. Um, but yeah, Littles, what are you, what's your take on that? 
I mean, I don't want to get into like, is it a condiment? Is it not a condiment thing? I'm not like s- melted on the melted on, on the burger. burger before you take it off the grill, or, or do you take it off the burger off the grill? Put the slice of cheese on, put the bun on top, put your it. condiments on, whatever lettuce, tomato, onion, whatever you want to put yeah. on it. Ketchup, mustard, mayo. Yeah, that's a good question. Is relish? Do you put relish on a burger? I do. I sometimes. don't. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Roxy, let's get out of here. I mean, we're happy for the shows that came back. Yeah. We're obviously sad for a few. Some that we were like, yeah, we saw that coming a mile mm-hmm. away. But we haven't done that in a while. I'm appalled at the previews for Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever it's called. <laughs> I what What is it called? Bachelorette? It's because it's Vibrator Girl coming back, right? Yes, she, it's the they're doing back to back. Well, they're doing a season of The Bachelorette coming up June seventh, I think. Yeah, it's it coming premieres. up. Then they're going to do after her. They're going to do. Well, a, let's talk about that one. Bachelor that's the Bachelorette, Parad- right? Yes. All right, that's enough Bachelorette talk. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I saw some guy dressed up like the a cat. Yeah, so she's a huge fan of kitty cats. So, so this I like guy her dressed a up as a cat with like makeup. It's it's horrible. It was his I, first impression. He was trying to get the first impression rose. So we'll see if he does get the first impression. So let me get this straight. Rose. She brings a vibrator for the first impression and yeah. he dresses up like a cat. Yeah, because he knows that she loves kitty cats. It's okay. sweet. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Great guests. I mean, hello. How many people can be from Damascus, right? Right. I'm so excited about this one. We had so much fun. Please join us. Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And now back to Chuck and Roxy. talk like that to your mother now apologize better start respecting her because it ain't all about we are being played in this episode by raul chazez how's that for a name roxy it's pretty cool right this song is called in this house now this is actually being performed by a gentleman named john johnson and if you want to get in touch with him, he can be found at tunedesigner.com. And if you want to get in touch with Raul Chazez, you can find him at raulchazez at gmail.com. And as always, we'll play the full song in this house at the end of the podcast. Rally round each other. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have we have a great one for you today. It's highly, highly requested. We have Dina in Damascus. Hi, Dina. How you doing? Just fine. I don't know how highly requested. Oh, trust us. I mean, not many times people are like, when are you gonna have Dina? When are you gonna have Dina? Like, I mean, you actually were one of the first littles that I someone mentioned a Dina and I said, in Damascus, that Dina. (laughs) (laughs) um, So you were one of the first names I actually recognized. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So if Roxy knows who you are, that's, that's a good start. It's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dina, it's nice to meet you. And what we normally do is we just turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? I'm sure many of them know who you are already, but let us know something, anything you want all the loyal littles to know. 
All right. Well, uh, again, I'm Dina in Damascus, but I'm not from Damascus. I'm originally from upstate New York. I grew up in, was born in Utica, or actually Sequoit. And if mm -hmm. you think trying to spell Sequoit when you're in garden isn't a hard thing, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, then we moved to San Jose for two years, and the um, they had bought a, my dad's company had bought a plant out there, and then they moved it back to even more upstate New York, we were in Watertown for another 12 years. So it's, I moved away from upstate New York because it was just too darn cold. Right. <laughs> it's, it's Let's see, ninth grade, I wanted to become a math teacher. And my math teacher said, why don't you be an engineer? Because you could <laughs> go back to math. So I did. I went to um, Cornell and became an electrical engineer, got a master's degree at uh, Johns Hopkins, got married, had some kids. By the time I was at kid number two, I was a part-time mom, part-time engineer, and I felt I wasn't doing a great job at either one of them. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be the stay-at-home mom and did that for many years. And then I thought, you know, I'm tired of just writing on, the only thing when I have to write on my resume is PTA treasurer. Because once elementary school parents find out that you're an engineer, they think that, of course, you want to count up all the checks for these silly wrapping <laughs> things that they do. <laughs> I started teaching um, at night at our local community college, and turns out that I was a good engineer, but I'm a really good teacher, and I love teaching at community colleges. So I did that part-time for, I guess, eight years, and then nine years ago, I started working full-time at Frederick Community College just up the road from us, so uh, kind of a weird pathway. started listening to Tony. I actually started reading Tony. I've been in the, the D.C. area for... Okay, a long time. Well, I was going to, can we actually pause there for a second? I mean, Roxy, we're in trouble here. Littles, this, none of this was on her form. We've got a smarty here. We had no idea. We knew you were a teacher, but that's it. So you said this Cornell and where? Johns Hopkins. John Hopkins? And I did actually get a second master's degree in applied mathematics. Uh, of course you did. With. <laughs> yeah, and if you I could, I've got like stacks of calculus books and whatnot around me, but I, I promise I won't uh, make you do any derivatives. There won't be any, there won't be math involved in this interview. <laughs> I okay. hope. There is usually math involved, but I try to teach math. So it's not scary or I don't make anybody feel stupid. So that's uh, really any math nice. that I do will not be a scary math. How's that? Okay. That's <laughs> perfect. <great>. So now <laughs> where we left off now, where is Damascus exactly? Um, Damascus, well, according to heaven, um, it's like three hours away from anywhere, but Damascus <laughs> is actually, what are we, maybe 30 minutes north of the Beltway, DC Beltway. Okay. Right. So we're a little bit south of, um, we're straight up Route 270 for local people. It's near Germantown, Gaithersburg, that kind of area. Gotcha. Cool. And let's go back a little bit further. Cornell, now that's near, that's in Ithaca, right? Yes, yes, it's an epic. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. That was one. I was almost a bomber, actually. That's where I almost went to college, but ended up at Hartwick instead. Yeah, um, it's it's a beautiful campus. Oh, it's it really the whole is. yeah, the whole place. You know, it's, yeah, it's really I, beautiful. But unfortunately, like the way college costs have gone, we told our kids, yeah, don't don't even apply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We afford that. Sure. Yeah, that hindered me for quite a while because I was an education major as well. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, music education. Okay, so now you were saying you, you started by reading Tony. That's our next question. It's like, how did you get to know Tony and become a fan of his? So I originally started reading a little bit of his sports, but more once he went into the style section. And like one of, the, I feel like I, I had to do my homework for this interview because I'm 
was wondering, gosh, how long have I been? Okay, so clearly you haven't been listening to the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to say we wing it is putting it mildly. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I like to be prepared, right? Sure. It's like you don't oh. show up in front of class without knowing things. <laughs> right. And we appreciate that. Trust me. I just think we should be taking your advice. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, so one of the articles I really remember him talking about was something involving when he couldn't hear people anymore. And he went to the doctors and expected to need a hearing aid. And the doctor asked him, well, what do you use to clean your ear? And he said, well, he wrote, I didn't want to admit to using pencils, fingers, whatever I could. So I said, Q-tips. And the doctor said, Q-tips are not for ears. So I Googled that article and that was in 1993. So I've been a fan, I guess, of Tony for, for quite, it was called Getting an Earful ah. from the yeah. So uh, people people can Google that. Uh, it was I'm sure Tony himself doesn't remember it. But and then I went to instead of listening to the radio, he and Wilbon used to have a chat on the Washington Post. It was called the Chat House. I can't remember what day of the week it was, but I would listen to or go pay attention to their chat and Gene Weingarten's, which I guess the two of them don't necessarily get. They used to work together, but so I did a lot of that. And then once I started following the chat. I heard about his radio show and I would listen a little bit. And then they started Washington Post Radio, which was a great radio station that lasted about a year and a half. And then from that point on, and I think that was 2004, 2006. So I've been listening pretty regularly ever since then. Now, and I don't think you ever mentioned, and if you don't want to put it on, that's fine. Where did you meet your husband and all that? I met him when I was working in Annapolis as an engineer. He's also an engineer. Oh, I see. Nice. Our poor children. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we have three girls. One's a pharmacist. One's almost done with her chemical engineering degree, and one wants to go into electrical engineering. So we've got we've got a pretty geeky family. Wow, love wow. it. And are they still all in the area? The pharmacist is in Cleveland. And weird story. One of the times we went to visit her, I heard somebody say Dina in Damascus, and it was uh, the Shivleys who live in Cleveland. And just, I mean, we just happened to be walking out of store, and to run into uh, Littles in Cleveland was was kind of kind oh, of strange. Oh, that's so cool. That is. No, we love hearing stories like that. It's such a small world, and you, you kind of never know where where you're going to run into somebody. <laughs> yeah, we're dying to like yeah. have something like that happen. And, yeah. Well, all right, because there's got to be a ton of Littles in New York City, I would think. And I know of a few, and we've become Facebook friends, and they live like out in Brooklyn or whatever, so we've never met them. We're hoping for a summer of littles. That will hopefully be the time. But yeah, that, that just always seems like it would be so much fun. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, and he's, they were one of the first people I met at the first Jingle Fest, so that was kind of, oh, kind cool. of cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, my other two are, are um, one's going to Penn State and Harrisburg, and the other one is in Baltimore, so they're pretty close. Nice. Oh, well, that's great. Um, so now, because you've been all over the place, well, not all over the place, but curious, do you have, uh, which, where's your sports fandoms lie? Are you? Yeah, so I, I used to be a New York Giants fan. And again, upstate New York. Of is, course, um, yeah. I, I'm actually closer to New York City here in Damascus than I was when I lived in upstate New sure, York. Sure, yeah. Uh, it was kind of, uh, kind of wild. But no, once, um, oh shoot, now I can't remember his name. Who's the coach? Who's the coach of the Giants forever? And he went to Dallas. Oh, went to Dallas? Oh, my brain has just frozen. Oh, wait, I, I must be know who you're thinking of, but... um, I... Bill Parcells? Yes, thank oh. you. Oh, yeah. it is? Ooh. Wow, Roxy. All right, so yes, I was a, a New York Giants fan, at least I started that way. But then when Bill Parcells 
went to Dallas. Somehow it just kind of all fell apart for me. And then I wasn't rooting really for anyone except for whoever was playing the Washington football team because I could not stand that. It's still really But then the person I'm related to by marriage is from Pittsburgh. So yeah, now I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. And my oldest oh. daughter is actually a rabid Steelers fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> but in terms of new things, I'm, I really love the Nationals. And I could not watch the games in the playoffs when they were in the World Series because anytime I watched, they lost. Oh, no. But so like, yeah, on Facebook, we're like, come on, Dina, you know, that's not. It's like, I know, I know mathematically and everything else, but I could not watch the game. So I could only listen. I watched them after they won the World Series. Yeah, you know, Dina. superstitions like that, it's like they're, it's, you don't want to believe that they're true, but like sometimes you're like, well, is it true? Because every time <laughs> I do this, this happens. Yeah, no, Dina, <laughs> I'm going to take you back to a time. It was 2004. <laughs> and I, I'm guessing you listened enough to know that we're both Red Sox fans. Mm-hmm. And actually, Tiny Chuck, I was on tour with him. We were on Miss Saigon together. And I'll never forget that whole down three, nothing, that incident. And it was game four when, of course, I'm just like, please just don't let us get swept by the freaking Yankees. You know, la, 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 la. You know, then it was the next day. It was like, OK, just let us not don't let them beat us here. Let us let's get back to New York. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. You know, like if they're going to win it, which they will, let's go back. Anyway, my point was I wasn't even going to watch that night. And it was Tiny Chuck who actually like basically slapped me across the face and was like, come on, man, if you really think you have anything to do with the outcome of this game, let's go up to the hotel and watch the game. I was like, like, okay, fair enough. But you do you you start it gets in your head. You start thinking these things. So it's it might make you happy to know that I really hate the Yankees because um, they killed my grandmother. What? What? <laughs> let's, let's, she was 79 with heart problems, but oh. most likely died while watching a, the Yankees lose on her couch. Uh, it probably wasn't. It's a great story, though. So, you know, the, the Yankees losing was what sent my grandmother uh, to the edge. So, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's a great story for us. I mean, we'll we'll gladly hear that. I mean, anytime the Yankees are being dragged through the mud, I mean, come on. (laughs) Yes, yeah. But I probably because she was 79 with a heart problem. But, you know, but but we're not for sure. So let's just throw that out there. We're not for sure. (laughs) Okay. So would you say I'm I'm a little, so football is your number one sport or is it baseball? Probably football. But Mm -hmm. I am, I have to admit, I'm kind of losing, um, a little bit of interest in football and going more towards uh, towards baseball. Gotcha. No complaints here on that. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of had fun with this one recently because it ties into Tony, obviously. But had, did you ever go to camp as a kid? I did. I was, you're going to be very shocked to hear this, but I was a geeky kid. <laughs> so the only camps I went to were band camps. And um, Wait, those exist? Yeah, I, those really exist? Yeah, I, 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 love, I, played, I played bassoon because, oh, wow. you know. Oh. It's because I was a really bad flute player. So my band director was like, hey, try this really. You're, you're a tall girl. Let's see if this one, if you can uh, play the bassoon. So, uh, And then you got into band camps because nobody actually played bassoon. But right. the, I, I loved going to band camp and whatnot. But my last year of band camp, I didn't get to go to because the Monday before I was supposed to leave, my brother got chicken pox and he had like three chicken pox on his face. And it's like, oh, I stayed away from him. So it was probably fine. 
the morning I was supposed to drive to um, band camp, I had three chicken pox on my face. And by that time that night, I believe I had 132 on my face. Oh my so God. I did in fact sign my kids up for the chicken box vaccine as soon as they could, because yeah. that was before the vaccine. But it sure. was two weeks of absolute and, and, and as I have all these chicken pox on my face, I'm asking my mom, are you sure I can't go to band camp? Oh. <laughs> no, <Wow>. you can't. <laughs> now, I'd like to real quick go in. So what was the bassoon like? Because let me just tell you, when I got to college as a music education major, we had to learn all the instruments. So except with the violin or viola, we could choose one of them. And mm-hmm. it was either oboe or bassoon. Now, they couldn't possibly be two. They are both double reed instruments for the littles that don't realize that. But they probably couldn't be the farthest away from each other as far as like embouchure and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So although me being the nerdy band person I was and the brown noser that I was in college, especially, I, of course, chose the viola because I'm like, well, yeah, I'll be the one that learns a new clef and all this stuff because no one wanted to do it. And I also was the one that chose the bassoon and nightmare. So let's get your take on that. (laughs) It turns out I was actually really good at bassoon. I, again, flute, Maybe the tater embouchure didn't. Now we're really getting into. Yeah, now we're really geeking out. But the other plus with being a bassoon player was I got to sit next to the Barry saxophones and they were cute. Uh. There were many things that I liked playing the bassoon. I actually wasn't very, I was pretty good at it and I got to sit next to cute guys and I wasn't up front where the band director could scream at me directly. That sounds like the perfect spot. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We have an oboe player, a trumpet player, and then our youngest is really good bass player. So we've got uh, actually a stand-up bass in the corner of one of our bedrooms. Oh, <laughs> nice. you got like the little Damascus band there. You know? <laughs> now, I was going to say, so do you still play bassoon? Do you still play these instruments? No. 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 I mean, with the bassoon, it, it was such an expensive... It's not... I use the schools. So uh, right. once I, I gotcha. went... Turns out being an electrical engineer, you don't have a lot of time for classes like yeah. that. Mm. So... Uh, True. Yeah, I did. Uh, but I figured the fact that I made all three kids start marching band, they didn't have to do it beyond their freshman year. But I, I, I knew it was a great way to get to know people across the whole school and high school instead of just your grade. And all three of them hated it until about a month into it. And all four did um, four years of marching band. So mm-hmm. even though I'm not playing, I figured I continued I carried it along for my children. That's gotcha. cool. That's yeah. really nice. I loved marching band. And I think it's the yeah. competitive side in me was because you were always competing for trophies and things like that. <laughs> no, we were. I mean, we were hardcore. Yeah. We, our high school band, marching band, would travel all over the Northeast. I mean, not just like local town mm-hmm. parades. I mean, we would go compete every year, many different cities across the Northeast. And I loved it. Most kids hated it. They absolutely hated it. At one point, we're trying to fight for getting like gym credit for it. Uh, it was just well, they actually, our, our high school made it so you could letter in marching band because it really, I mean, it wasn't, it's not a sport like football, but it's still, it's the same kind of thing. You have practices, you have absolutely. I mean, all of that. Do we even need to mention the Ohio State band? I mean, I know if you're not Ohio yeah. State fans, but that marching band, well, mm. a lot of colleges, let's just mm-hmm. single them out, but the Ohio yeah. State one is. Yeah, I mean, that just doesn't happen with two practices a week. Right, you know, it's right. like they're, they're pretty amazing in those formations they do and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's really cool. So. And dotting the I. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
So, uh, wow. Well, this is great. So this has been great for us. Uh, I don't know how the other loyal littles feel about all this <laughs> mu- music and band talk, but uh, that's okay because we've got some Jingle Fest stories coming up, right? We do. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Sully from Boston. Never revere. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are fortunate enough to have Dina in Damascus with us, a long time coming, and another. We've encountered this now just very recently, and maybe it's because we never really asked, I don't think. But according to our records, you have attended every Jingle Fest. Is that correct? I have. I have. I was actually not planning on attending the one in Nashville because it's too far away. And I'm convinced, to be honest, that the tear in the universe that caused COVID might have been because they tried to move Jingle Fest out of the D.C. And you I, I don't know. <laughs> and you are not going to be able to attend. So no That's Dina, right. no Jingle Fest, right? right? <laughs> so yeah, I went to the, the very first one. And really, it's probably, it's not the first email I had read, I had read on the air, but it was one that I actually still have saved. I basically wrote in saying, eh, I, I was going to, I've got to take it for Jingle Fest. I just don't know. I, I don't know anyone there. I'm pretty sure a math teacher doesn't fit in the, the typical demographic. And this is, of course, when we still had the podcast delays. And I decided to go. It's raining. It's like an hour away. Driving. I pull into the parking lot. I'm catching up on the, the podcast. And it is, I mean, again, pouring. And there's like this tent thing. And there's like lights hanging on it. I thought, this is, this is, I'm just, No. <laughs> And I get to the point where Tony's reading the mailbag and he reads my email and he reads it and he's like, you know what, Dina, I just, I might go myself. You should go. I think you're going to be surprised. I think you're going to find out that you actually do fit in. And you know, if you're, you can leave after a little while and Gary's like, oh, and I'll be there. And Nigel said, and I'll be there. So for me to like have pulled in while listening to my email being read, it's like, all right. So I get out of the car and at that point, so I walk in because I was there early. I wasn't sure how long it was going to take me to get there. And there's like three groups of people kind of, and we all sit like far apart from each other and we're all awkward. And then this guy walks up to us and it's like, why are you guys all sitting apart? Like, just sit together. Well, it turns out it was Shad. And oh. the people I ended up talking to was um, the, the Shibleys and Robert Berg. So it just, it was, and we had a great time talking to each other. It's like, we never would have done that. And she had not been like, what are you guys doing? Just sit here and talk to, to <laughs> You know, I got a picture with Gary and, and Nigel. They're like, oh, it's Dina in Damascus. Because again, my email had just been read. It was the day before. So it was a lot of fun. And it's still, I was surprised nobody died of electrocution because <laughs> it was not the best setup. And it was yeah. over, out like this and I couldn't believe that Tony actually showed but it was interesting because I was talking a little bit to Gary and he said you know I think Tony is is going to show up but what Tony loves is the fact that you are all going to do this even if he didn't show up Mm. the the fact that it's I mean it's about him but it's not about him he just uh, no it was it it was fun I I, Gary was uh was fun to talk to as uh as well as uh as Nigel but yeah so that that first jingle fest was really it was an amazing time. And let's see, I also, I was on the well, dreaded. Can we, can we continue on Boston. that one for a second? Oh, 
Um, Go ahead. Well, so now you went by yourself, I assume, right? Yes. Because we yes. never uh, we didn't think to ask this earlier. So your husband or your kids, none of them are like even tinies, right? Um, I would call my husband an anti. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> he wouldn't want to be interviewed, would he? He's like. Really? And in fact, I told him, I said, so there's now a podcast about people who listen to the show. And he said, uh-huh. And I said, and I'm getting interviewed on Thursday. And he rolled his eyes. He's like, okay. What? <laughs> One of my kids, she doesn't listen, but she came with me to... Um, Jeannie McManus's uh, art show in Frederick one time. Uh-huh. Um, so she did, she has actually met a, met a big. Oh, big. Wow. oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. And actually, I saw her again like two years later. Jeannie, not my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and she looked at me and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Dean in Damascus. How, how's your daughter? I mean, so the fact that she has that kind of name. Do you know, memory, yeah. we hear that so many times. Yeah. Like, yeah. like all the, of that. the memory that Gary and Mark or N- Nigel has. And is even just, Tony, too. And, and even Tony, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've heard stories of when they go to PTI and they meet them and they're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Bring him up. Say hello. You know, that kind of thing. Because he remembers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Shad, actually, that told that story where he was like, he was like, oh, you make my life so much easier on the podcast because I have something to talk about. Yeah. From all your emails and your haikus and whatnot that it really makes you feel like they're listening and that, that you know they I don't care know, just, they care yeah. yeah yeah they care about what they're doing and how what they're doing impacts others all right so you liked it enough obviously you went back yes they all kind of blur together although again I was on well that's Anita's fault right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from what well, I hear <laughs> no it just it, it's like you forget it's like was that the the Jingle Fest that was at the hotel that was, was it the year of the, the tour? Was it the year? Right. So yeah, they, they, they all kind of jumbled together. I think it might have been the third one where they did the bus tour, where I was picked up at a McDonald's in the middle of nowhere. That's probably the sketchiest I've ever looked. Here I am standing waiting for this bus. That <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Fire. Say, say this. So you, you parked like at the McDonald's to get picked up on the bus? Well, okay, so it turns out the bus tour didn't start and end in the same place, which makes it difficult for transportation. And when I realized this, I emailed Jerry and I said, okay, so this bus tour, how do we get back from Chatter? He's like, well, I don't know, Uber or something. Like, oh, okay. So I went back and forth with, and I am allowed to say Claire's name because Claire is my friend like she's li- she stayed at our house for Aww. a couple of years and stuff like that okay so, so this doesn't count okay <laughs> this does not count. i told i told claire i will say your name and i'm allowed to <laughs> excellent but i texted her and i was like claire what are we going to do so my husband actually again my husband who's an anti still goes with all this he drops me off at this mcdonald's where the bus was going to stop to pick me up. So yeah, I was at a McDonald's being picked up by the bus because the bus didn't stop and start at the same place. In fact, I came with, I think I had six Metro cards to loan to Littles so they could get from Chatter back to the... Uh, the, oh. the <laughs> littles oh. helping Littles. I know, right? That's the ultimate <laughs> Littles helping Littles. And I got them all back. Every oh. Single oh, wow. That's oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Now, That's you were saying something earlier about uh, another bus story. Yeah, so I was on that dreaded bus number two. Oh, <laughs> this is a surprise, uh, Littles. We get another bus two story. Yeah, yeah. And the funniest thing, I mean, it was 
it was awful. And at one of the stops, we're telling Jerry, the bus is bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So he gets on the bus. He's like, all right. So he gets on the bus. He's like, all right, I want to see how, how bad this really is. And we go maybe a block. And we hit the biggest pothole. And I'm serious. We clear the bus seats by two inches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he turns to us. He's like, this is awful. We're like, hello. <laughs> He's like, but I'm getting off. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, I think he might have switched after that. But but yes, that bus, I've never, never been on a bus with absolutely no ch- shocks before. And I do think I lost half an inch. <laughs> wow. I mean, well, we're just thankful because we're getting a lot of play out of that. So yeah, <laughs> the stories we're hearing. It's been great. And I also said this is the past. Our other favorites when you get like the, the Tony Beeson version of it, because he was on bus one. He's like, oh, it was fantastic. We went here. We went here. We, you know, we stopped at the Safeway. <laughs> no, big like, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was a, a great tour. It just in between yeah, was, right. uh, was, was kind of rough. <laughs> and then my other favorite is when KJ and Sean Morrissey, who were like, we got off and I was not getting back on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was. And I think that my bus was, I thought Bobby might have done like a commentation, but I didn't know Bobby at that point because I wasn't, I don't think trivia had started at that point. So I'm part of the, well, I say I'm part of the trivia team. Again, I teach math. So if they have a math question, like every three weeks, I'm good on that. But everything, (laughs) I was for for the food and uh, the desserts. Right, right. That sounds like Neil and Rockville. He's like, if it's a Disney question, I got it. Yep, He's yep. Like, because of his daughters. He was like, I got you. I got you. Other than that, I'm no help. Like, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, there were actually, most of us on the trivia, maybe not most, but a lot of us were there for the company and not oh, of because course. we mm-hmm. contributed to the uh, the trivia aspect of things. But I really missed that, uh, oh, that yeah. group. And I was actually, I took pictures at the infamous wedding at oh, Chatter. Yeah. Oh, that whole story just blows my mind. Cool. And of course, the first time we heard it on the podcast is when I finally put the connection that Jamie was married to Rob, which right. is even funnier. Uh, I took a lot of heat for that. Trust me. So, okay. So now you said you've had emails. Have you ever done a Friday Five? Yes, I have. I've done, I think, maybe two or three of them. Oh, In fact, great. I think. Oh, great. It's always fun. Coming up with, with Google. I don't do drawings i don't do mm-hmm. uh, anything like that i don't do songs and and i'm i won't do math questions because there are some people who don't like math at all so i don't want to uh offend anybody's abilities <laughs> i know i don't know though i mean i think remember those things that came out right when the pandemic started yeah those pictures that those you pictures had to, that you had to count how many of you had to add it and then subtra- how many shoes are in the picture and like you had to figure yeah. out what each shoe was worth and then but of course one shoe had like one less loophole so that didn't count or something stupid like that yeah. you had to find the hey that's not math that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> It's because more just like finding what's different and then right. figure, like, yeah. it's more just figuring it out versus actual well, but math. Then, I understand the, that. All right. I, I agree to, but disagree a little bit because then after you found out all that stupid stuff, mm-hmm. they would throw in one of those, you know, well, this is in parentheses. So you do that first and times, you know, that kind of stuff. You had to know your order of operations yep. and things like that. Uh, so it's uh, like, come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing? You, you might think that I like those stupid questions with the parentheses and the order of operations. Oh. But I hate them yeah. because they're not, we never do that in math, right? You, right. You, like 
You just, you never, that's not a real life problem. Tell me what, um, you know, calculate if you're going to buy a TV and you've got to pay 6% sales tax, but you're going to get the, those are real things. It's purposely making people hate math more. So uh, I'm I'm, those, those things. Plus I, when you guys were growing up, did you hear the phrase, please excuse my My dear dear aunt Aunt Sally? I did. Hear what? Please excuse my dear aunt Sally. No. Yeah. So whenever it's order of operations, mm-hmm. parentheses, uh, exponents. exponents, and please excuse, uh, multiplication, multiplication, division, addition, addition subtraction. subtraction. Yeah. Yes. So when I teach lower level math classes, so my calculus classes, I don't talk about this, but like my the liberal arts math class. First thing I say, well, at first I ask how many people in here love math and nobody but me raises their hand. And then (laughs) how many people from the depths of their soul hate math? And about half the class usually does. And I said, okay, my goal this semester is by the end of the semester, there's few of you who hate math to the depths of your soul. And the second thing I say is we're, I'm sorry to tell you this, but Aunt Sally has passed because (laughs) (laughs) what Aunt Sally told everybody is it's, it is not multiplication, then division. No, it's not. no, they're the same. It's right. it's like a boy and girl. Whoever comes first, if you have one cookie, they get the cookie. Right. Multiplication is whatever comes first from left to right. But it's the way it's written. It makes you feel like it is multiplication then division. I've so. definitely had that debate with people recently. I think during the pandemic, during one of those stupid non-math math equations on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, it's it's this. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I said, yeah, but don't forget... I'm sure you were taught this multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, each little set, it's whatever comes first, looking left to right. And they're like, no, it's this, it's please excuse my, All right. can I just throw in a little hashtag <laughs> information for life here? Cause yeah, yeah. I, so, I feel like I need a beverage right now. Cause <laughs> I got my kids elementary school to stop teaching that Yeah. because I really sat down with them and showed them how it can confuse people. Yeah, sure. They're like, this is not fair at all. Like, no, no, right. it's not. Right. So. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just go right into this because <laughs> this is a question I've been waiting to ask you because I knew what you did and stuff like that. I did not anticipate getting into all of that. <laughs> I did not think my pandemic math equation thing was going to go there. I definitely want to know, though, what is your opinion on this new math? Common core, I think. Is that okay. what? The- Common core. All right. So. Now, now I'm going to get a little serious. So I teach math at a community college. Mm-hmm. We teach a lot of uh, what we call developmental math, which is basically high school level math, sometimes middle school math. There are so many students graduating high school without the math skills that they need. What we were doing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So with Common Core, the emphasis was taking like statistics out of the elementary school, which believe me, there's... I used to help out in my kid's school. And when you told fourth graders that the mean of a, like if you had a bunch of numbers, the mean was the the fair number. It was if you put everything together and divided it equally, it was the fair number. And students are like, but mean people aren't fair. Statistics did not belong in 10 year olds' minds. Sure. Mm-hmm. So how they're revamping things and emphasizing statistics later in high school, I think is actually good long term. The big disappointment on how they rolled it out was they didn't give teachers enough time to really understand the curriculum and they didn't educate parents. Yeah. So when parents feel stupid helping their kids with math, mm-hmm. then their kids 
feel stupid. Sure. Everybody hates math more. So I think Common Core is a good thing. I think how it was implemented was devastating in some places. So, um, but you didn't expect that kind of serious talk out of. <laughs> no. no, but I'm so glad you said that yeah. because it that makes a lot of sense that it actually they made this change because it's beneficial and could be more beneficial than what we were doing for the longest time. But yeah, I agree. I have cousins who try to teach their kid, homeschool their kids during the pandemic or even before that when they would try to help their kids with math homework, they couldn't because they didn't know, they didn't understand what this new math was. So yeah, if they had rolled it out in a different way, things may have been, the transition may have been a little smoother, I guess I would say. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Training classes for parents or workbooks for Mm -hmm. parents saying, hey, if you're planning on helping your kids, things look different and this is why we're teaching it. So teaching math, I understand the why, I understand why they went the path they did. But if you don't have the big picture of math, which most parents don't, then it just is frustrating and confusing. And again, you never want parents to feel stupid because it it, it then then reflects. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. And everything. But I I will say, you know, community colleges are a great place to go to school because if you're not sure what you want to do, it's a lot cheaper with us. Small classes, you have one-on-one, you you might be one of 20 instead of one in 250 students. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, community college is a good place to kind of figure all that stuff out. Well, Dina, I mean, we're, we love it when this happens, actually. We're almost out of time. We haven't even gotten to our fun, dumb questions, as we like to call them. But So we can't let you get away without a few of those, if that's okay. But we love it when we have so much other things to talk about. Or it just th- goes in another direction. No, this has been fantastic. One of a new favorite one that we just started asking, it's kind of interesting. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Oh, it would be Scooby-Doo. Ooh. That's a... I love Scooby. Okay, so full disclosure, uh, my answer was Fred from the mission because I want to solve trees. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm a little bit too much like Velma in real life. So <laughs> it's funny. All three of my kids, and again, they're you know twenty. They're all twenty to twenty-five. They love. That's their when they when they're stressed. They watch Scooby Doo. Now, how do they feel about the new movies? I still haven't watched oh. them. They they watch them. It's like it's one of those things. I think with Star Wars, hmm. people who love Star Wars will watch anything Star Wars. So I yeah. think they kind of feel about that with Scooby Doo. But they go back to either the original or the there's another a couple of years ago that they they did another series run with them. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm such a big fan. I randomly I was in some store. I think it was an Fye that was going out of business, unfortunately, and they had I think it was for a dollar or two dollars. The DVD of Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. We, we actually own that DVD. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I'm dying to. I'm going, you know what? I'm going to watch it tonight, I think. I have to. It's, good. it's a good show. Uh, it is. I used to love all those, you know, Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Trotters yeah. and, you know, and all these different, you know. Anyway. WrestleMania ones, yeah. Oh, gosh. I haven't even seen those. But yeah, I, those, and full disclosure, were. I was a big Kiss fan growing up because my sister was. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway. I think... Yeah, I think you'll like the show. Okay, great, great. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites. If you could time travel, where would you go? Oh, see, I, I, because I'm too much of a math person, I know I would screw something up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really pretty happy with where I'm at. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. You're I'm not going to risk up. it? Um, what no. if I told you that anything you did in said time period has no effect on 
the future. Yeah, like if you just wanted to be at an event and you were just an observer, you couldn't do anything. Is there oh, an event in, like in history, like like a, no, a famous I... speech or something, or or what about when someone was doing like a, Albert Einstein was doing one of his math? Tell you what, I would go back in time and be at the um, Nationals um, Stadium when they won the World Series. Oh, that's a good cool. one, actually. Good one. good one. That's a good one. You know, I felt so bad for the fact that y- y'all didn't get to do the celebration and all that yeah. stuff. Well, Dina, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing and it's been a fun time. Is there, how can we find you? Is there anything you want to plug? So I'm on Facebook. I'm on, um, I think I'm on Twitter. Gosh, I don't even know my Twitter handle. Uh, so yeah, we can find you on Twitter as well, just at your name. I, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, that probably wasn't a smart thing to do, but yes, I use my, <laughs> no, it's your name. So Dina it's, in- but my actual name. Yeah, and also it's at Dina, Y-A-G-O-D-I-C-H. But if you ever need help with math, I have my math videos, believe it or not, have over 600,000 views. On YouTube, I'm just the letter D in Yagodich, which might be hard to spell, Y-A-G-O-D-I-C-H. But everything from uh, pre-calculus up through differential equations. So if you ever need help with math. Get out. (laughs) Way to bury the lead here. So this is on YouTube? Yes, yes. And I, I have now enough subscribers that if you actually do YouTube slash C slash D Agadich, I don't have this randomized string anymore. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I have... Oh, um, that's so great. Yeah, a lot of math videos. And I also watch birds and I have a video of bluebirds leaving a bluebird house for oh, the first cute. time. All right. Well, and Dina, as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Uranus jokes. Never funny or never not funny? They might have been funny at some point in time, but (laughs) the same joke repeated again and again and again as if it was like brand new to everyone. I'm going to be Uranus is really not that funny. (laughs) That's all right. Okay. I'm just proud of myself. I said it right. Well, sort of. It's not (laughs) funny or never not funny. (laughs) So not okay. We were saying it wrong for the longest time. And then we finally figured it out. Well, it's hard because it's like a double negative. And it's just confusing. And (laughs) And that's the other thing. Never not funny. That means it's always funny. Right. (laughs) I think we're tricking you into, we're trying to trick you into giving the answer we want you to say. (laughs) It's what it is. I'm sorry. I've, I've got Claire's back on this. All okay, right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, thank you again so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And wasn't Dina and Damascus just fantastic? Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. So much fun. What? Chuck, you're here. (laughs) Hey, I snuck on through the back door. You didn't see me. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, Chuck. Just in time for the Friday Five. All right. My favorite part. Yeah. Let's Let's do it. Roxy, what do we got? All right. Number one. This is from Jeff Flowers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Good friend of the podcast. Yep. Uh... Number one, what is your favorite fancy sounding word? Can I go first so you don't steal mine? Go ahead. It's got to be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I don't uh, think I said it right. You but, did not. <laughs> well, I was close. I've had a beer here. <laughs> I know it's early in the morning, but I've had... You, you went know, too fast. Well, I might have gotten some new glasses that I had to try out. And it was fantastic. So I had to pour a beer. Yeah, anyway, Roxy, um, what do you got? Well, Everyone knew what I meant. 
well, I guess, should I go with Doshis LEXP as Dick Fregicali Rupus? I think that's going whoa, a bit too far, whoa. don't you think? Okay, you just blew whoa. my mind for a second there. <laughs> no, actually, uh, my favorite sounding word lately with the schooling that I'm doing, we're into some anatomy right now, is sternocleidomastoid. What? It's two, mu- two muscles in your neck. Chuck, we're, we're... That makes your head rotate. Chuck, we're screwed. <laughs> I think Friday I better five. just go again. Yeah, I, I think idea. you better just take the rest of the Friday Bad five. Bad idea. <laughs> we haven't even started with you yet, and uh, yeah. Well, all right, Chuck, give us your best one, because oh my god, I can't compete with those. That's okay. Whatever. That's okay. It could you be fart. What? I don't know. You know Can what I, say I like that? to say, and it seems like nobody really knows how to say it is Worcestershire. Ooh, Worcestershire, as in the sauce. Yes. That's a good uh, one. That's a ri- And I don't even See? know if I say it right. Wait, I don't even know if I say it right. Worcestershire? Wait, is that Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I don't know. Worcestershire or Worcestershire? Worcestershire. All right, well, actually. Nobody really, I don't even know if there's an actual correct way to do it. People just kind of have their own. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Well, before we forget, we're since you brought up a condiment, is that a condiment? Mm-hmm. Are we going to go down that road? Mm-hmm. It's a condiment, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, Chuck. Well, it's a sauce, but so yeah. So we had a yeah. big discussion in the first part of the podcast. Cheeseburgers, Chuck, do you... Oh, yes. You, all right. But melted cheese or cold cheese on it? Oh. Like when... Um, yeah. Does it have to be melted or do you do, you do the burger and then... Sli- it's kind of like... I, I believe Wendy's does it with the cold cheese kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you like like it completely melted and like covering the burger? When I make them at home, I usually put the cheese the last second and yeah. melt it on. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't, it doesn't bother me to get it Either cold. way. I guess. I never really so, thought about that. So you're I, will, I figure, you're, like, does it melt anyway? Of course. A little bit. Well, if yeah. you do it on, like, the, on a grill or, what, or, I mean, like, on a stove, you put a, a top on it. Uh, what mm-hmm. are those called? Top? A lid. A lid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put that on it. <laughs> Melts it really nice, Chuck. Anyway, all right. Oh, yeah. You're I will agree. bonding the question, so, basically. You're going either way. Okay. All yes. right. Number two, okay. name something your significant other or a person of your choosing complains about having to do constantly that you feel isn't really that difficult. And just for the record, I won't tell your lovely wife. <laughs> so you can just be completely open here. You want So sh- something that she does regularly and complains about it, but it's not that big of a deal. So in other words, like something you do that she complains about, then you're like, what's the big deal? Or it could be something that she has to do that yeah, she Yeah, or she has about. to do that she complains about. Uh, I would guess laundry, mm. okay. mm-hmm. We all do our own, yeah. Oh. Um, so even, even the boy does his own. So Whoa. Because people like you have some things that you don't want dried or yeah. you have some things that don't, yep. you know, that can't be on this temperature yeah, or right, whatever. Right. And then, so she's, yes, it's to her, it's like the, uh, the last resort to do laundry. And then it's like a huge deal. And to me, it's, I don't see the big deal. About gotcha. It. Right. All right, Roxy, you're it's up. It's pretty easy. Okay. So my, my significant other complains about having to constantly refill the ice trays Ooh, because I don't like to fill the bucket and then fill the tray so yeah i get it i'm like why is that so hard just put the ice in there and refill it yeah i don't know all right number three who has the best logo in sports it can be a team or an individual player's brand and it can be a secondary logo okay roxy's going first on this because it's her turn but i'm going second because chuck you ain't stealing mine 
Well, actually, here's one. So I would say the Patriots old logo, but I know that that's yours. So I'm going to go with, (laughs) I think the Celtics have a cool logo. They do. That's kind of cool. The leprechaun. Yeah. And I'm Irish. So, you know. Fair enough. Now, spoiler alert. Mine's, (laughs) it's got to be old school. That new New England logo, I can't stand. I'm not even a Patriots fan, but I really like it. You know, in something, it's always old school. The Minuteman. Yeah, the Minuteman. Yeah. The old school stuff I like, like, you know, another one I miss now, I know there's no team anymore, but the Houston Oilers, I know it was a simple little thing, but I, I just really dug that one. I've never heard uh, of them before. <laughs> oh, <Roxy. laughs> wow. All right. Millennial. And, uh, yeah, I just always dug that, one. but definitely the minute man that they got to bring that one back. That's I, they yeah, do that's sneak cool. it back in once in a while, but I wish it was back full time. Anyway, Chuck, what do you got? I agree. I, I, I like the, uh, as far as football goes, I like the, like the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers run was a good mm-hmm. one. And the rate, even the Raiders. Yep. Um, yep. It hurts me to say that, but they, they have a good one. Uh, no way. I'm totally going Orioles. Hello. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Orioles going... logo, the, yeah. the uh, cartoon bird. They tried to get rid of it for, oh, I don't remember how long, Why? at least 10 years, mm-hmm. and then brought it back. I don't, can't remember. It's either last year or the year before, even though we suck, is that <laughs> it was the uh, voted the best logo in baseball. Oh, so I can I'm see going that. with that. I can see that. Yeah. In baseball? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Here we go. Number four. What sport? do you feel has changed the most during your lifetime and has it affected your fandom of for the game? Chuck, you go first. Okay. I would guess I would have to say football only because they've changed the rules to protect the offensive players uh, so much compared to when I was watching as a kid and it was basically defensive monsters. I mean, you were like scared to death of defensive players. Absolutely. Um, But it has not changed my Fandom or appreciation like or fandom of the game at all. So, gotcha. Uh, but that's the one that comes to mind first. All right, Roxy, what do you got? Are to we be honest, the same one? probably that's I would okay. say baseball. Yeah, me too. I agree. That's the only. That's the one I pay the most attention to. So, yeah, I mean, it's just gotten out of control. I yeah. think over the years, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, I mean, some things for the better. You know what rule I wish they'd change? What's that? Oh, throwing to first. Uh huh. She don't, hates just that. don't do it so much. Obviously, there's strategy involved, but don't do it so much. Come oh, on. How you got to... Come on. Just throw the ball. Pitch the, the only ball. way you could do that, honestly, is if they, they would have to draw a permanent line in the sand and say, you can't lead past this. Right. That's the only way they could ever do that. But I agree. It gets annoying. But it's, you so know... But it's it does, like 10 but throws in a row. But it has a purpose because, again, it's just like throwing a four-pitch intentional walk, which you don't see anymore, muscle and thought to throw so that maybe you hopefully right. retire right. Faster, and then he'll be out of the game. Blah, well, there's blah, that, blah. and plus he could make an error. I mean, but I also <laughs> yeah, think I also think the four pitch walk. I mean, I don't think it saves that much time, right? And I've no. seen I've seen wild pitches. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. I, I can't believe it, but I've seen it. So, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's so, a total. It's not just. It's a head like game. Top, it's it's in your head up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta aim and yeah and do all of that. So mm-hmm. I mean, same thing for running around the bases. That when you hit a homer, if you wanted to save time, you'd just be like, okay, home run, draw the dugout. Right. Right. All right, so here's the last one. What have you imported from listening to TK into your life? It can be a product, music, film, a life philosophy, or a phrase that you became acquainted with through TK. I got this. All right. We'll let Roxy go first on this one. All right. So I say an awful lot thanks to listening to him and watching him on PTI. 
we'll try to do better the next time. <laughs> I, I've said that many, many times. I, I've changed it a little bit around depending on the situation and I'll say, I'll try to do better the next time. But I've taken that phrase and it's one that kind of sticks with me. All right. Mine's easy. Mine's, I think it's definitely, come on, man, what are we doing out here? I, I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it just, <laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> it just flows. It just flows. So Chuck, do you even have one from PTI? Cause I know you don't really I like shout out with the Canadian flag. Oh yeah. Good night, Canada. Always, always sh- yeah. Always shouting out to somebody you know somewhere. Oh yeah. He's but, got um, such a funny look and on waving his that, face. Waving that little Canadian flag around. Yeah. So. Good night, Canada. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff Flowers, for the Friday Five. That was so much fun. You know, honestly, we weren't even sure we were going to do another episode because we just did one a couple days ago. But the the Friday Five was so great. We're yeah. like, okay, we're doing it. So thank you, Jeff. We really appreciate that. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And please, please, please give us a good rate and review over on iTunes. That is so very, very helpful. Don't forget, write us in or tweet at us. How do you like your cheeseburgers? Yeah. Cold cheese. Melted cheese. We're no curious. cheese. No che- well, that's not a cheeseburger. <laughs> Come on, Roxy. Come on. What are we doing out here, man? Nice. I think she was trying to trick us. Yeah, yep. trying to trick us. Yep. So, trick you question. On your toes. Well, and Chuck, thanks for jumping on. I'm sure that made Sully's day. Yeah. I mean, you know, to hear yeah, a little I had, Chuck. To, I had to do it for Sully, for sure. Yeah, at the but end I, of the podcast. I got to go because I'm about to get fired. So. All right. Don't Bye. get fired. Bye. Bye, Chuck. <laughs> and as always, if you're out shopping online tonight. Just use the code. Just use the code, people. I mean, it was, it was awful. Son, you don't talk like that to your mother. Now apologize, better start respecting her. Cause it ain't all about you and the things you want to do. Don't want to be on the outside looking in Cause in this house everyone is equal But on the street you're just a dog without a bone In this house we rally around each other Take the place of working hands And the forces we can't see We try to comprehend Still there are no mysteries For the keeper of the keys Son, you best make sure you love Whomever you're beholding This house, we rally round.
lesson learned sometimes Should you find yourself lost along life's highway The same road that took you away will take you back Searching for the truth Home Innocent and questioning Home While you were living in this house We call our home podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.